Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And he's right, though. I, I'm not Antonio Brown. I will never be Antonio Brown. I am myself. I am Julius Schuster. Um, I'm not as good as him yet. I think I still have you know, time to proceed to get to his level. Um, but, I mean, we're totally two, two different persons. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 36. Once again, I'm your host, John June. It's a solo pod tonight, but it's all good because, as usual, we got you covered. So, um, it's week 11, guys, man. Let's got to jump right to it, man. We're going to jump right to the news. I know what you guys are here for, you guys and gals, so not even going to stall you. Let's get right to it. But um, first, Houston Texans wide receiver Will Fuller, he uh, came back from practice today with a ham- from the hamstring injury, participated as a limited participant today. So, if he could play, this would be huge for this entire Houston offense. Uh, it would also mean a lot for Deshaun Watson, as crazy as it sounds. His splits with with, with and without Will Fuller uh, much better. His touchdown rate is higher with Will Fuller. Um, Will Fuller uh, opens up more space for DeAndre Hopkins to to operate as well. So he, he's going to mean a lot for this offense when he gets back. Um, I know he probably, you know, he was held on in a lot of leagues, but if he's available, he's worth a stash, uh, especially if, you know, if you don't, if you know, if you locked up a playoff spot already or something like that, and you could add him on your bench. He's some nice boom to take into the playoffs, especially with how hot Deshaun Watson is right now and, and, and the matchups they've got coming up. Uh, another wide receiver coming back from injury, that's John Ross. He was out with the shoulder uh, clavicle injury, uh, broken collarbone, but he actually was cleared to practice, and so he's he's um, he was cleared to practice. He will practice, but by rule, he's not eligible to play until week 14. So that puts us at week one of the fantasy playoffs. Uh, I'm not really going to you know, depend on John Ross in week 14, you know, week one of the fantasy playoffs with Ryan Fidley as his quarterback. So, um, you know, maybe I'll wait and see there. Uh, maybe we'll, you know, we re- reassess that situation in, in week 14 or 15 uh, when he when he first comes back to play. Um, and we got D.D. Westbrook also coming back from injury. Uh, he missed the London game last, uh, well, two weeks ago because they were on bye last week, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars were. So he'll be back. So if he's available in your league, pick him up because the thought coming into the year that was Nick Foles' uh, highly targeted slot receivers and that D.D. Westbrook would be the primary beneficiary of that. Obviously, D.J. Shark has been hot as of late, uh, and I think that we continue to ride that as well. Um, you know, it's a, it's a fact that Nick Foles, 100% of his touchdown passes this year have gone to D.J. Shark. Yes, I know that's kind of a cheating statistic as – Nick Foles got injured throwing that touchdown pass to DJ Shark, so he only has one touchdown pass this year. But you know what? You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. DJ Shark's been a monster. We're gonna continue to roll him out there. Um, you know, even even this week, honestly, with a tough matchup against Indianapolis, still willing to do it, um, especially just because the upside that he brings. All right, moving forward, we've got 
Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Deshaun Jackson is apparently day-to-day with an ankle injury. So that's something to monitor going into this matchup this weekend with the New England Patriots. It's definitely something that is concerning to me because he, he is coming off a bye week. So the fact that he couldn't you know get right with an ankle injury after having an extra week off, um, that's a little concerning. But we'll have to monitor that situation as the week goes on. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles running back Jordan Howard. He was limited participant in practice today with a with a shoulder injury. Um, again, today's Wednesday, so um, you know as you, as you guys hear this, we'll obviously have to hear what the Thursday practice is like and the Friday practice. But definitely something to monitor here, especially because he he didn't leave. Um, he didn't have an injury injury designation leaving the game uh, against the Buffalo Bills two weeks ago. So. Um, you know, you have to wonder if this is something that's new, uh, and so that would be concerning. So definitely something to keep an eye on as we move forward. And then some terrible news in the tight end landscape. Atlanta tight end Austin Hooper, you know, been on a roll in the midst of a breakout season, leads all tight ends with 56 catches. He's the number one tight end in fantasy. He's expected to miss about a month with a uh, sprain MCL, according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. So that's definitely a blow to to not only the Falcons and Austin Hooper, but also fantasy owners out there that had Austin Hooper as the tight end one on their teams. So, um, you know, contingency plans right now, um, probably, you know, I would probably look, you know, the Colts tight ends are definitely intriguing. Uh, We haven't talked about them as much. I think we talked about them after the initial T.Y. injury, but obviously with T.Y. being out, uh, these Colts tight ends they they get a larger portion of this of this pass game offense, um, so definitely I would look there first. Um, after that, uh, Jacob Hollister is definitely intriguing, but he's on bye next week. So this week it would be Tyler Eifert. He's got the matchup against the Oakland Raiders. Uh, they give up uh, their top three or top four in fantasy points given up to the tight end position. So that's definitely something that I want to target. And then also. Um, Jared Cook, if he's available in, in leagues as well, um, he he gets a matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week, which give up the second most fantasy points to the tight end position. And I'm curious to go down this well, but we'll see. Um, but Dot, Rob Dwelly, who uh, plays for the San Francisco 49ers, he's got a matchup against the Arizona Cardinals, which, as we know all year, give up the most fantasy points to the tight end position. And so at this point, you're probably asking yourselves, well, why are we picking up Rob Dwelly, the San Francisco 49ers tight end? Uh, George Kittle, he's great. Well, guess what, guys? George Kittle, according to Kyle Shanahan, suppose he's expected to be out. Um, I think he had originally had made a statement saying that they they have to plan to be without George Kittle on Sunday. And, you know, Cardinals beat, or, you know, he was talking to the Arizona Cardinals reporters and they kind of ran with that you know, that, you know, George Kittle's going to be out and, you know, Kyle Shanahan kind of walked back on that. Uh, so I think he was trying to save face there, but I, I, I would believe that George Kittle is going to be out on Sunday. So if you're a George Kittle owner, have contingency plans in place, whether it's one of these tight ends that we talked about, or honestly, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would hate the Rob Dwelly um, pivot. You know, Garrett Selleck did come back. That was, you know, concerning to see if you were trying to play Rob Dwelly on Monday night in the Monday night game, but uh, Garrett Selleck was on the field. He was involved a little bit, but Rob Dwelly did end up with eight targets. That game did go to overtime. It had a back and forth nature. So was that more of a function of game flow? Uh, so that's something that you know have to keep in mind if you're gonna go with Rob Dwelly this week. But 
you know, for me, I would go George Kittle. I see if I can, uh, not George Kittle. I would go with, um, you know, Jack Doyle or Eric Ebron. Um, I would go with Jared Cook if I could. I would go with Tyler Eifert. Any of these guys may be available to you. So I would, I would take a look at, I would take a look there. All right, moving forward, uh, sticking with the San Francisco 49ers, wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, who left the Monday night game with a rib injury. He's expected to be a game-time decision on Sunday, according to head coach Kyle Shanahan. So that's something to watch. Uh, Like we talked about on the Monday, uh, well, we recorded it on Monday, but the Tuesday show, um, Debo Samuel, definitely intriguing. Uh, he, He had eight catches for 112 yards on 11 targets in the game on Monday night. He uh, was involved even before Emmanuel Sanders went out, but he was involved significantly more after Emmanuel Sanders left the game. So I was def- I would definitely be intrigued by him. I would definitely add him. And he's got a matchup against the Arizona Cardinals, who we know um, are prone to giving it up in the past game. So Debo Samuel in a good matchup as a plug-and-play uh, wide receiver too this week, I think. So uh, moving forward, Matt Breida. Uh, he's also expected to miss one to two weeks with a re-aggravation of that ankle sprain that he had already. Uh, so I think the the thought here is to give him some time off, let him fully recover from this ankle injury, um, and you know get him healthy for this the season because the Niners have some pivotal games that they have to win down the stretch, and they're going to need Matt Breida uh, as part to win to win those games. So Raheem Mostert definitely becomes a plug and play. Um, you know, flex play with RB2 upside, uh, you know, especially because if, if you know, Tevin Coleman, you know, apparently he was banged up in the game on Monday as well. So, you know, there's an opportunity there that he could, you know, potentially have a, a significant role in this backfield. Um, and sticking to that Monday night game, uh, Tyler Lockett, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver. He had a scary situation on Monday. Uh, you know, I don't know if, who, if you watched the game or not, but Tyler Lockett, he was on the sideline, uh, pivotal portions of this game in the fourth quarter and in overtime, he was on the sideline. Um, and it supposedly, it was an injury, which we later found out was uh, a lower leg bruise, which then there was potentially some concern for compartment syndrome, which if you're not familiar, it's something where the muscles gets too tight, constricts blood flow and causes some pressure, which could lead to potential nerve damage. Uh, so he had to stay in Santa Clara, uh, California, as being on a plane uh, would have, you know, could have potentially caused even a bigger issue for him. Uh, so he had to stay in California, but he was actually able to return home today on Wednesday. So uh, that was that was good for him to be able to go back home. And the expectation, you know, according to Pete Carroll and according to Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, the expectation is that he will be available to play in Week 12 against the philadelphia eagles so you know that if he could that would be huge news for tyler lockett owners uh, especially because you know you have to be without him this week as they're on by and then uh next week you know you get a cake matchup against philadelphia so um obviously his health is paramount so hopefully he, he he's healthy and whatnot but seems like the expectation right now is that he he will play so uh moving forward we've got indianapolis colts quarterback jacoby Brissett. he returned to practice today as a full participant and according to coach, head coach Frank Reich, he will start on Sunday. So that's huge news for the Indianapolis Colts. That's huge news for um, the pieces involved. Uh, Marlon Mack, you know, especially uh, Brian Horry was, was bringing this team down. 
significantly. So, um, you know, allowed the, the Miami Dolphins to sell out against the run, which hindered Marlon Mack, um, but also is good news for Zach Pascal. Um, and then also the potential other pieces in this offense, one of those being potentially Devin Funches, um, wide receiver Devin Funches, who broke his collarbone in week one against the L.A. Chargers. Um, but he did return to practice on Wednesday, and he is eligible to return in game action this Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that would be a huge boost for this uh, Indianapolis Colts offense, which is already missing T.Y. Hilton, who's who obviously didn't practice today. He's expected to miss um, you know, uh, more time with this calf injury. So Devin Funches could slide in here to a, you know, a, a significant role, uh, especially considering he had three, three catches for 32 yards on five targets, uh, well into, you know, early in this, uh, in that week one game against the LA Chargers before leaving with the, with the collarbone injury. So definitely something that intrigues me. Um, and then as we were talking about, we were talking about the tight ends before, um, Jack Doyle did miss practice with a shoulder injury, so that's something to watch there. Uh, if you do go to pick him up, I'll definitely monitor that situation um, and you know potentially, I guess, have a pivot ready uh, if you don't go with Jack Doyle. But I think Tyler Eifert would be, you know, definitely be fine in this situation. He's got a matchup against the Oakland Raiders, uh, who, like I said, gave up the fourth most fancy points in the tight end position. So if you can get him, I know he's available, so go and scoop him up. Um, Moving forward, we got Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper. He missed practice with knee and ankle injuries, but this seems to be just a load management thing, uh, as they did the same thing last week, and he played so and he played well, obviously. So, uh, continue uh, continue to monitor this situation as the week goes on. But I would I would uh, think that he's going to be all systems go on Sunday, and I think the same goes with uh, Baltimore Ravens wide receiver Marquise Hollywood Brown. He Miss, he missed practice today, sat out of practice with foot and ankle. Uh, it seems to be a weekly thing for him. Uh, so I think as long as he um, you know, gets limited practices in later in the week, and obviously check the actives and actives as we get closer to Sunday, but uh, I would anticipate that he plays. And then Detroit Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford, who obviously missed Sunday's game against the Chicago Bears with the back injury, he seems to be... Um, he missed practice today again, so you know, it's definitely concerning for his availability on Sunday. So we'll have to see how that situation goes going forward. And then Detroit Lions running back Ty Johnson also he was mispracti- he he missed practice today as he's in concussion protocol. So definitely have to see how that situation goes going forward. So you know this makes JD McKissick definitely intriguing option. Uh, he was involved the last few weeks. Uh, he he's him and Paul Perkins are the only healthy running backs, and he's the only one that has the ability to play on pass downs. And with how bad this um, how bad this Detroit Lions defense is as a whole, you know they're the, the Lions are going to find themselves in a lot of negative game script, and that's going to allow for J.D. McKissick to uh, you know to do a lot of things in terms of the receiving game because uh, that's where he makes a lot of his most of his damage to begin with anyway. So he's definitely somebody that's intriguing. I think if he's available on your waiver wire, um, especially in full-point PPR leagues, but definitely half-point PPR leagues as well, he's definitely a very nice plug-and-play flex uh, for this week as well, I think, in a matchup against the Dallas Cowboys, which uh, the total hasn't been put out yet, but um, you know, I would imagine the, the Cowboys with their 
you know, with their offense, they're, you know, going to definitely make, uh, take advantage of this vulnerable Lions defense. And then as for our usual weekly AJ Green report, he's not practicing. And yeah, so you already know how we feel about AJ Green. Um, you know, if you're trying to make the playoffs, this guy has no business on your roster. If you're in the playoffs, you're cruising. He's a nice little upside piece for, you know, for the run, but you know, I'd rather have my handcuff than AJ Green. So, all right, well, it's Thursday night football. It's week 11. Man, it's going to be great. Week 11 is already here. This oh, fantasy, it's crazy. This it takes so long to get here and then when it's here, it's like it's gone. So, got to take advantage of it, guys. Got to, you know, got to win these matchups, these especially these these last few week, these last few weeks uh, cuz these could be the difference between you know, you, you sitting at home and, and watching football games in, in, you know, week 14 for nothing. Or, you know, you got a championship on the line. And maybe maybe if you're lucky, you're trying to win some cash. So um, let's get right to this matchup on Thursday, man. Pittsburgh Steelers, 5-4 and four Pittsburgh Steelers, headed to Cleveland to take on a 3-6 and six Cleveland Browns. This is a 40-and-a-half point over-under. The Cleveland Browns are 2-and-a-half point favorites. Again, this is Thursday night football, 8.20 p.m. And so for my picks, I'm going with the under here. Um, I'm also going to go with the Steelers against the spread. I'm going to pick the Steelers to win this game. Um, You know, I was kind of going back and forth about this. Uh, You know, the thing that gave me the biggest pause about ever picking the Steelers, and it's the same thing that gave me pause about picking them last week, even though I picked them, is that I don't know how they're going to score. But this week... I have a better idea of that because uh, they are getting their their starting running back James Conner back. Um, he was not on the injury report this week with that shoulder injury, so seems like he's healthy. He's ready to go, and he's a huge boost for this Pittsburgh Steelers offense, especially this run game. Uh, you know their offensive line. The Steelers have a pretty good offensive line. Their running backs, uh, Jalen Samuels, he's a glorified receiver um an h back almost they they use him as a receiver they don't really like to run the ball with him even um you know they had other guys running in there uh trey edmonds i think was injured they had another guy uh brooks james you know small stature guy with a little bit of speed but uh you know they they couldn't really get anything going in the run game and james connor being back he's going to help give them their identity back because that's what this Steelers team has become. Uh, they, they Since the injury to Ben Roethlisberger, uh, since the trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, which me along with a bunch of other people, um, we, we hated it. Uh, you know, a lot of people said it was, a, it was a dumb trade. It was a bad trade. Why are you giving up a first-round pick for a safety? And, in, in, you know, on, on, a, on a, you know, when you just lost your starting quarterback and you're probably not going to be able to, to, to win any games. But this Steelers defense has propelled them uh, into into wins in games. Um, and there's a huge reason as to why they're 5-4, and four, and I think it's a huge reason why they'll, they'll get to 6-4 and four on Thursday. Um, you know, the Steelers' defense, if just even since the Minka Fitzpatrick trade, I think this is, this is actually compliments to J.J. Zacharyson, who hi- highlighted this on his podcast this morning. But since the Minka Fitzpatrick trade, they've given up uh, ten fan- an average of 10 fantasy points uh, per game to the quarterback position, that's 
unheard of. Um, that's, you know, New England, San Francisco defense level. This Pittsburgh defense is the number three defense in fantasy behind only the New England Patriots and the San Francisco 49ers. So if they're somehow available, guys, you got to go pick them up. Um, they're going to help you out. They have a favorable schedule down the stretch, and it starts with this matchup this week against Cleveland. And so I think they're going to get after Baker. They're going to harass him. That's why I have them winning this game. One thing to watch is Joe Hayden, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers defensive back. The corner was added to the injury report. Um, not as sure exactly what it was with, but seems like the expectation is that he will play. But if he if he doesn't play, that would be a downgrade slightly for this Pittsburgh defense. But I think this front seven gets after Baker. Um, what in terms of what you're going to do on the Pittsburgh side? Um, obviously, James Conner, you're going to start him. And guys, pick up Jalen Samuels if if he's available. Um, I know that in the league I was in, he was dropped. Uh, if if because James Conner's coming back, if Jalen Samuels, obviously we talk about this all the time, James Conner gets hurt all the time, right? So uh, pick up Jalen Samuels if he was somehow dropped in your league because this could ha- end up happening all happening all over again. So, um, but you know James Conner, I'm going to start him. Jalen Samuels, I'm I'm not really all that interested, I guess. Um, it it really depends because I know earlier in the year when we saw Mason Rudolph and his offense, you know Jalen Samuels was really involved, and I think he'll probably still have a role in the past in the pass down work, um, you know maybe around the goal line. So maybe you could flex Jalen Samuels if you need to, um, but I'm not gonna plug him in expecting the same production I've been getting the last few weeks. Um, in terms of the receivers, um, I wouldn't start them expecting much. You know this is a game with a with a with a very low total, um, the Browns have an implied total of twenty two points. The the Steelers have an implied total of nineteen. So you know how many points are you expecting from these receivers? Uh, if it's a full point PPR, half point PPR, um, maybe you know maybe you could get there in the catches. But um, yeah, I think Juju Smith Schuster would probably be the one that I would be willing to play Deontay Johnson because of the upside. Uh, James Washington, I know. Um, he's been, he's had some few, a few weeks where it's been good, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite ready to go there. You can, if you, if you need to, but, um, you know, me personally, I would, I would need to see a little bit more from him. I mean, more from Mason Rudolph, to be honest, it's just, I don't have much faith in, in Mason Rudolph to be able to support three receivers on any given night. So, um, it's really more where my, where my concern comes in with, with, James Washington, um, and then on the Cleveland side, um, you know Nick Chubb. Obviously, you're going to start him. The matchup here isn't great. You know this this Pittsburgh defense, like I talked about, it's it's very good, just in general. But especially against the run, um, they're they're fifth on the year or fourteenth on the year rather against the run, but they're sixth on against the run in the last three weeks. Um, I know actually going into last week they were number one. Uh, in terms in the NFL in the last in the previous three weeks, um, so this week they, you know they go to six, but um, you know I think they have the 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 upper hand in the trenches. Pittsburgh does, but obviously Nick Chubb um, he made him my start of the week last week. Missed out on like four or five goal line carries at the one or two yard line, so that was disappointing. But I think you obviously start him. Kareem Hunt he's the one that's interesting because you know. Uh, 
he was involved last week, had some touches, had nine targets, um, and they actually had a lot of plays, not a lot of plays, they had a few plays where they had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt on the field, both on the field at the same time. The Cleveland Browns had only had um, two running backs and one tight end on the field one time all year. They had that 13 times on Sunday, uh, and a lot of that, most of that was Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And there were some plays where Kareem Hunt was out there blocking for Nick Chubb. Some of their best runs came uh, when that was the case. So I, I think that the Browns are going to keep going back to that. So if, if Nick, uh, if Kareem Hunt's going to be on the field, they're at home, they're favored. Uh, you tend to want to play running backs in that situation. And so Nick, so Kareem Hunt could be uh, in flex consideration, I think, just because you're know, given the upside, um, given the role that he has, he is getting, uh, I think, playing the Dearness Johnson role, which is good for about eight to ten touches a game. So if Kareem Hunt's going to get eight to ten touches, um, you know, that's definitely flex consideration because there's always the possibility that he, uh, you know, it is Kareem Hunt. He could always, you know, make a make a big play or get in the get in the end zone somehow. So. Um, definitely within the realm of possibility. Um, and then in terms of the receivers, you know, Odell Beckham, I mean, I don't know what to do with Odell, guys. I really don't. You know, I, I you know, this is, this guy's. he was my wide receiver three coming into the year. I really, um, obviously, I love the talent, but at one point or another, we have to stop chasing what is a name, you know, and, and, and start you know, we're getting to the, the point where we need production and we need that guaranteed production. And, and I don't know if Odell's bringing that. So, you know, in a matchup like this, we just talked about this defense in the same breath as the San Francisco 49ers and the New England Patriots, right? And in those in those games, you got to combine, if you're talking a half-point PPR, in those games, you got to combine 11.7 points from Odell Beckham Jr., right? You, you got to combine... You got to combine 13 targets from Odell Beck for Odell Beckham Jr. You got to combine seven catches. You got to combine 72 yards in those two games. So ask yourself if this was an Odell Beckham Jr. and you saw this matchup against Pittsburgh, would you start him with confidence? And I think the answer is no. So I, I'm I'm not excited to do it. Obviously, if he comes out and he has a he has a huge game, you guys are all gonna hate me for it. But um, you know, I'd rather play Jarvis Landry, I think, in this matchup over Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, we saw what this team was able to do to the Rams, which obviously the you know the Rams have their own struggles as well, but the same struggles that the Browns have, right? They've got this talented running back, they've got these this talented group of receivers, uh, you know, and they've got an offensive line that can't keep the quarterback upright. So you're going in a same a similar situation here. So I'm not excited to start Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, if I don't have better options, then I will. I mean, I, I think I'd rather start DJ Shark than Odell Beckham Jr. Um, DJ Shark has a tough matchup against Indianapolis, but it's not as tough as this one, right? So, um, I mean, guys, you can start them. You know, it's your fantasy teams. You do what you want, but you can you can start them. But uh, just temper your expectations. I, I would definitely, definitely temper my expectations there. Um, you know, Jarvis Landry, again, like I said, he's – He's been he's been coming on as of as of recent weeks. Jarvis Landry in the last three weeks is averaging eleven targets a game. He's got five catches, six catches, nine catches in the last three games. 
He's over 50 yards in each of those games. And he's got either 60 yards a touch or a touchdown in each, in each of those games. So um, Jarvis Landry, to me, would probably be the, the better play just based off what they've done in this offense. Um, you know, But again, Cooper Cup got shut out in this one. And the, the Steelers made a, a concerted effort to take Cooper Cup out of this game. They were bracketing him anytime he was in the slot, anytime um, it was a third down, and they were trying, and the, the Rams were trying to get a first down. And you know, we we always talk about Cooper Cup running those option routes, those sit downs right at the right at the sticks. They were the Steelers were all over that. There were two guys on Cooper Cup every time. So it's gonna be. I'm gonna be curious to see how they match up with this with the Browns on on Thursday. Um, you know, what do they double Odell? Do they double? Jarvis, you know, what are they going to do? So that'll be curious. I'll be curious to see that one. Um, but, you know, I would temper my expectations for this Cleveland Browns uh, pass offense. In terms of the tight end position, I think that Vance McDonald, he's somebody that you could play this week. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, they are middle of the pack in terms of fantasy points given up to the tight end position. According to sharpfootballstats.com, they're the 27th ranked team on the season a lot in terms of success rate allowed to the tight end position. But in the last three weeks, they actually rank 31st. Um, and, you know, Dawson Knox, the Buffalo Bills tight end, had a decent day against them. Um, and Vance McDonald is somebody who um, could be useful in, in a good matchup. You know, just, again, you're, you know, putting your eggs in the Mason Rudolph basket, so be mindful of that. Um, if you are... Vance McDonald was somebody that I was considering because I, you know, I am an Austin Hooper owner. I did lose him, um, so he was one of my contingency plans if I couldn't get to a Tyler Eifert or if I couldn't get to a Jack Doyle. Uh, you know, Vance McDonald was definitely there in my in my uh, contingency plan. So I I did have the confidence to roll him out there, but again, uh, just know what you're getting yourself into. You're tying yourself to Mason Rudolph. Um, and, you know, you're expecting him to uh, carry you to success. So um, if you don't want to do that, the thought of that makes you sick, then, yeah, don't do it. Um, but other than that, in terms of, you know, this game, I don't think there's going to be a lot of fancy points in it, very similar to what we saw in the, the game that the Steelers played against the Rams. The Steelers' defense is really good. Um, you don't bench them. You start them every week. You don't care who's on their schedule. Uh, you ride them right now to a a, a fantasy playoffs because they will they will take you to that. Uh, that's a guarantee. So keep riding the Steelers defense. Um, and then in terms of uh, key matchups, like I said, man, for me it's all about this Steelers defense against this Cleveland Browns offense. Um, you know the Cleveland defense is not as terrible as it may seem. Um, they do shoot themselves in the foot a lot. They 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 get in a lot of they have a lot of penalties. They end up in um, unfavorable field position. Uh, but the Cleveland Browns offense is more overmatched against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense than I than I think that the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers offense is overmatched by the Cleveland Browns defense, in my opinion. And to, and the reason for that for me is James Conner. I think him being back huge for this Steelers run game. This Steelers rush, rush offense. And I think that's going to allow them to be able to control this game um, the way that they want to. Because they, 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 the Steelers are playing a game of hide your quarterback. Um, if you watch Mason Rudolph, he doesn't attempt a 
a lot of passes down the field. He doesn't even attempt um, on third on third and like two or third and three. Uh, everything is short of the line of, of the line to gain. So he'll, he'll throw a, a dump off pass to a running back or a tight end or Deontay Johnson and expect them to to get the extra three four yards to get the first down. Um, so they are they're hiding Mason Rudolph in this offense, and I think James Conner allows them to do that to a greater extent. So um, they're going to pound him away. So I expect my key matchup is watching the Steelers' defense against this Browns' offense, but I also want to see this Steelers' offensive line kind of dominate this Browns' defensive front. That's going to be fun to watch. Um, and then in terms of a bold prediction, um, I think Juju gets you in the end zone this week, man. He, he's been a little bit disappointing, um, but... You know, Juju, he, he had a funny quote the other day. Uh, Jalen Ramsey had said to him, or had said, you know, Juju's a good receiver, but he's not, he's not, he's not AB, he's not Antonio Brown. And uh, Juju Smith, Schuster after the game, said, no, he's right. I'm not Antonio Brown. I myself am Juju Smith Schuster. Um, and he's like, I, I'm not as good, as, I'm not as good as Antonio Brown, but I will proceed to get to that level. Um, but me and Antonio Brown are two different persons. So love that answer by Juju Smith-Schuster. Him and him and Antonio Brown, definitely two different people. Um, so I, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna get in the end zone on Sunday, man, or on Thursday rather. So uh, I really like that uh, that to happen this weekend. We'll we'll put that as my bold prediction. Um, that's not a fact. It's not a guarantee. Don't. Go out there throwing him in your lineups because I said he was going to score a touchdown. Bold prediction. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that's it. Guys, again, appreciate you for listening, taking the time to uh, make us a part of your day. Again, we release episodes every Tuesday, every Thursday, and every Saturday. So be on the lookout for us on the feed, on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever it is that you're listening to us. Please leave us a follow. Leave us a rate. Leave us a review if you can. We would definitely most appreciate that. And as always, we are out.